Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. And today I'm talking about that question of, you know, what do you eat in a day? And recently on Instagram, I posted something asking people questions, you know, what do you want to see more of? And I got so many people saying, oh, you know what? I want to see what you eat in a day. And this is something that I actually used to share, I'd say probably two, two and a half, maybe even three years ago that I would share quite regularly. And I have changed over the years. And I think this is that that whole growth thing, that element of growth we experience where Sometimes I think and I go, oh, you know what? I feel like I'm the same as when I'm like 17 or 18. But then when I actually think about my actions and my choices and who I am, I have changed a lot. And the same goes for my thoughts and viewpoints on exercise and nutrition and diet and what I share on social media. And the reason for me sharing more or less of things is honestly, because of my own experiences from what I hear people say, what I hear people share and that growth and that learning does impact me. And I think that's great. That's, that's what's meant to happen, right? We are meant to grow. We are meant to evolve. And a big part of the reason why I no longer share like food diaries of everything I eat in a single day is because I think back to when I would look for people's food diaries. And the reason I looked for them is I would look at the food diary and I would look at the person and I would say, Oh, well, look at this person. That person is, you know, that body goals. This person looks amazing. This person looks super lean. So I'm going to look at this food diary or these pictures, and I'm going to try to recreate this. And then these are the follow-up questions that you often see with those kinds of meal plans. And they are, well, how many calories is that? You know, what are your macros? And then how tall are you? How much do you weigh? And these questions I think are problematic. And I have, I'm I'm truly just going to be generalizing when I say problematic, because I think there are some people who can look at a food diary and say, oh, hey, great. That's something, that meal, you know, on the right over there, that looks really delicious. I forgot about that. And I got meal inspiration. And you're looking at things more as an overall picture. And you're not trying to pick everything apart and copy that person. Then sure, there's nothing wrong with a what I eat in a day. However, if you are anything like I was five, 10 years ago, I think trying to copy someone's meal plan or what I eat in a day can be actually more detrimental than helpful. And the reason for that is a lot of us make this assumption that if I eat like a certain person, I will look like a certain person. And the same goes for workouts. If I work out like so-and-so, I will look like them. And it just doesn't work that way. And I hate to burst your bubble if that's something you're currently trying to do, but it, it really doesn't work that way. You can eat exactly like someone else and work out exactly like someone else. And you're not going to have the same results because there are so many other factors at play. 
And then there's the mental health element involved in this where I think following someone's exact meal plan and trying to figure out, oh, well, you know what? This person looks really amazing. So I bet if I use their macros, I'll also have the same result. And once again, this is problematic. And I think about a story that I'm sure if you've listened to a couple of my podcasts or you know, followed me for a long time on social media, you might have heard me talk about this. But when I started my fitness journey, I started a certain program because I saw a mom, you know, I think she has two boys. She did this program for 12 weeks and she looked phenomenal after. Like I'm talking four or six pack abs. And I was like, I can do that. I'm like, I've never had kids. I'm under 30 years old. I can do that. And I did the program. I followed it to a T. I didn't skip a single workout. I did exactly everything as it was laid out. I followed set calories. I didn't eat out. I didn't drink alcohol. I, you know, followed it to a T in the sense of like, even when I was sick, I worked out. I made zero excuses. I just did it. And guess what? I got to the end of that 12 week program and I did not have a four pack, let alone six pack visible abs. I didn't. And that was really disheartening. It was like, what? Like, what the heck? Why don't I look like that now? And this is where I think that comparison game doesn't do us any favors because if you do a program where you eat a certain way because you're trying to follow someone else and look like someone else, chances are you're going to get to a place and you're just going to be discouraged. You're going to go, well, what the heck is the point of this? If I did all this work, I made all these sacrifices and I now don't look like that after 12 weeks, what is the point? And there is a point. You taking care of yourself, you focusing on your nutrition, you moving your body. There is a point to those things. Your body will thank you. You will feel better. You will likely be healthier, but you still might not look like someone else. You might not be as strong as someone else. You might not run as fast as someone else, have the same size pants or eat the same amount of calories. And you know what? That's okay. But me, you know, sharing exactly every single thing I eat in a day, I think that's more problematic than helpful. And I'm going to talk about a little bit more, but think about it this way. If you are struggling with what to eat, you're struggling with your body image and you come to the table with a bit of baggage. And I know I have a lot of baggage when it comes to my diet history and food and restriction. But if you come to the table with things where at some point you go, Oh, you know what? Carbs are bad. Or you know what? Ice cream is terrible. Oh, I shouldn't eat this. And you have all these foods in your head and you've categorized them as to good and bad. And then you really focus in on someone and what they're eating. And depending on who you follow, this could really negatively impact someone. Because what happens if you don't see me eating ice cream ever? And you, for the last five, 10 years, have thinking, well, ice cream's terrible. That's the reason 
I have gained all this weight. That's the reason why I can't achieve this body type. But what if, you know, this isn't true for me, but what if the fact is, oh, I'm lactose intolerant or I really just don't like ice cream. And this is the problem with following, you know, someone else's meal plan or someone else's macros. You don't know the whole story. You don't know the entire picture. You are seeing a slice of someone's life and you are seeing what they choose to share. And I can tell you this truly, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, what I thought I needed to share in social media five years ago is very, very different than how I share and come across now. In the past, I thought I had to be someone who, you know, is no nonsense, no excuses. I had to be someone who was you know, willing to do more than other people, willing to work out twice a day, willing to make major sacrifices and restrict myself when it came to food. And I don't believe any of those things now. I would rather you know that I eat ice cream, that I take rest days, that sometimes I miss my workout, that sometimes I quit my workout halfway, that sometimes I don't get my steps in where I don't get enough protein. I would rather you know those things Because that is far more important and relatable and humanizing than having someone else come across as this perfect human being who has it all together, who eats perfectly, who never misses a workout and is always motivated. I'm not that person. I am not a perfect person. I struggle with motivation. I often struggle with getting enough protein and I really have to focus on that. And I want you to know that you can, you know, know what you're doing and know what you should be doing and still have a tough time making those choices and doing what you want to be doing or what you should be doing. There is a difference between saying, Hey, you know what? I should eat vegetables because they're good for me. And then actually following through buying vegetables, preparing them and eating them. There's a difference between those two, right? And that's where this all comes back to that. Oh, I will. I want to see more of what you eat. And I want to know exactly what you're eating. What time are you eating? And these are truly the questions that I get from people. And I don't withhold that information because I don't want you to be successful or because, you know, it's the secret. I often withhold those answers because I care about your mental health. I care about you being successful long-term and really realizing that you don't have to do what I do. I had a client uh, this morning who sent me a message and she was asking me about intermittent fasting. She was going to give it a try. And she was saying, Hey, you know, like what should I be eating for my first meal? And I'm like, you know what? This isn't going to sound very helpful, but honestly you should be eating what you feel like. And it might be a breakfast food. It might be a lunch food. It doesn't matter. I'm a creature of habit where, you know, whether I eat at 10 or whether I eat at two, I want my scrambled eggs and I want my oatmeal with fruit. That's just what I want. That's not to say you have to eat that, but that's what I like, right? And so for me, it doesn't make a difference, but I really wanted her to know that she has freedom and flexibility when it comes to her first meal, that she can choose something that she wants to eat because that is so important. I think we're so used to being told that we have to eat a certain way and we have to do this and we can't do this 
And the last thing most of us need is a bigger list of things that we can't do. Because chances are you are holding on to a growing list of information or tips that you have acquired over the years where you shouldn't do certain things. And I want you to really and truly think about that list that you've made for yourself. Is it truly helpful or does it hinder you from living your life, from feeling truly at peace with food, from making progress? Seriously, ask yourself those questions. And this goes back once again to that question of, you know, show me what you eat. It's the same thing where people go, I'll post a picture side by side of me and my weight and me having gained weight, but still about having a different physique and people go, Oh, how tall are you? And the reason I don't just say, Oh, Hey, I'm this height. And I say, Hey, go look at this hashtag is because I want people to see that you can be this height and you can be a different weight. And so a couple years ago, I have um, a friend in social media who she's the same height as me. She probably, I think she weighs like 20 pounds less than me though. So I'm about 150 pounds. I think she was about 130, but her calories for maintenance were lower than mine. So I eat more, I weigh more. Um, my arms are bigger, my legs are bigger and yet we're the same height. And that's always my answer to how tall are you? Because I think we get really caught up in this comparison game of Oh, well, she's that tall. She's the same height as me. So I should weigh that. And I, I have been there and I know how much that can mess with your head. If it's a number that doesn't feel realistic to you. And so for example, I follow someone who I think her account started more fitness oriented and now it's more, um, fashion and lifestyle and all that kind of things. And when we, well, when I first started following her, she's the same height as me, but she was probably like 125 pounds. And I had started my fitness journey at 142 pounds, hoping to get down to like 130, 135. And really I lost weight initially, but then I gained muscle and my weight changed. And now I'm sitting at over 150 pounds and I remember she posted something and she shared her macros and she shared her weight. And I was just like, huh? Well, I guess like, does that mean I should try to lose weight so I can be that weight because she's the same height as me. And that really messed with my mind, even though that was not her intention. Her intention was not at all to make anyone feel bad about their own weight. It wasn't, she's not that kind of person. But at the same time, I think that oftentimes we share things or we ask questions with, you know, maybe different intentions in mind or different underlying things. She was sharing her progress. She was sharing something she was proud of and her hard work and all these things. That was great. But I took it in a very different way. I took it in that way of, oh, okay, well, we're the same height. So that means I need to drop 20 pounds. Not very healthy or realistic for me as someone who has struggled with disordered eating. And so because of that, this is a big reason why 
I don't share what I eat in a day anymore. I don't want anyone saying, oh, I need to eat exactly like her. Okay. And this is where there is so much we don't know about other people. I mean, you don't know me. You don't know my middle name. You don't know my last name. You don't know how much I actually work out in a day. I had someone ask me a question on uh, stories last week and they were saying, do you do secret workouts? Do you do other workouts besides your program? And I was like, huh, that's a really interesting question. And I was like, I don't, I, I really and truly don't. But at the same time, I can see where so much goes on in social media that, you know, there's a lot of behind the scene things that we don't know. And we, we just, we just don't know. And so it's a valid question, but the same thing goes with eating, right? You can have someone share, oh, this is my food diary. This is everything I ate and it's picture perfect. Everything looks great. These are my calories. These are my macros, but you don't know that person's relationship with food, with their body. You don't know if they're feeling super restricted or if they binge ate last weekend. You don't know if they're constantly lethargic and exhausted from under eating. You don't know if they have struggled with disordered eating. You don't know if they currently have an eating disorder. There is so much we don't know about what people share. And so as I've, you know, grown my Instagram account and as I've been on social media longer, I really think about these things and I think forward, backwards and around because I don't want anything I post to be harmful to someone. And I think about how things can be interpreted, how this might impact someone, how this could have possibly impacted, you know, me five years ago. And This is why I don't share certain things. It's not like I said, because I don't want to be helpful or I don't want you to be sex successful, but because really and truly you can have five women be exceptionally successful and all get to that place in very different ways, eating very different things, very different calories and working out in very different ways. And they'll all be successful. And this is where as annoying as it is, and it's not, you know, very sexy in that this is the diet you follow. And this is the workout you do. There has to be joy in the journey. This has to be a lifestyle thing where you are going to make long-term changes where you're going to include foods you like, where if you like ice cream, it's going to be on your menu at some point where if you like pasta, that's going to be something you include. And you're not just going to be eating chicken and broccoli or, you know, tilapia and steamed vegetables because that's what someone else ate who has a physique that you think is desirable. And I think if you can take a step back and stop looking at other people as body goals or inspiration in terms of their physique, which I know is so hard, I think you're going to be so much better off and happier. And even I'm, how old am I now? I'm 34. And I was on Instagram. This was last week. And I was on explore page and I ended up, you know, that rabbit hole that you click on one thing from explore and then you end up seeing all these things. And it was like fashion stuff. And I think it was like skincare things. And 
I ended up going down this rabbit hole and I won't lie, probably after five or 10 minutes, I, I don't want to say I was having a complex, but I was having a moment of pause and being like, do I need to look like this? Do I need to get Botox? Should my lips be bigger? Should I, you know, and these were the questions I'm like, I'm saying this is like five or 10 minutes after going down some rabbit hole on social media at the age of 34, as someone who is pretty confident in their abilities and their knowledge and that ability to go, Hey, you know what? This is social media. It's just a slice of someone's life. Like I've just told you. And you know what? How quickly I forgot about that perspective, how quickly I was doubting my own beauty or self-worth or, you know, what is beauty? What is socially acceptable? What I should be striving for? And so this is where I think it is so important to take that step back and to clean your feet up and clean up the people you follow in terms of saying, Hey, you know what? That's a great account but it's not a great account for me. And that's okay. I recently muted someone on Instagram because I didn't want to stop supporting her, but the kinds of things she was sharing, I was like, eh, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't think it's very helpful. It's making me feel some type of way and I just don't need to see it right now. And so I muted her. I didn't say anything to her. I'm not calling her out for doing anything. She's not doing anything wrong, but it, it just isn't working for me and it's not helpful for me. So I put my mental and physical health first and just kind of took a step back from that. And this is where I think it is so important that you need to advocate for yourself and you need to focus on you. It's not about you eating or training like someone else to look like them. It will never happen. And I say that with all the love in the world, you are an original masterpiece. You are. And so you trying to look like someone else, well, they're their own masterpiece. You're never going to look like them. You aren't. And that's okay. But you chiseling out your goals and working away at yourself, that's great. And I think the thing is that when you start to chisel away at your goals and work on your health and your nutrition and all those things, the end result might look different than you think. You might get to, you know, a place six months down the road and go, huh, I thought I would look different. I thought I would look more like so-and-so and you might not. And I can honestly say I have been there. I have had this vision of myself and what I would look like after all this hard work and all this stuff and dedication. And I can tell you, it didn't happen. I didn't look like these girls that I had, you know, strived to work towards. I didn't look exceptionally lean or have a thigh gap or be a size two. I don't weigh 125 pounds. I, I'm not. I've got bigger thighs. I often need to size up and the waist of my pants or my jeans is too big to accommodate my thighs. I prefer high-waisted pants because I have a little bit of a stomach, you know, below my belly button where I have that belly fat, which is healthy for me and my body weight. 
I am quite flat-chested, so I pick tops that are more flattering and that I can fill in. And these are the things that I think when we set goals for ourselves, we also need to pause as we go and think, is that goal, as I move through this journey, is that truly a realistic and healthful goal? And I have definitely had to take a step back and go, huh, I'm going to need to change that because I don't think that's going to happen for me. And then reaffirm that that is not a bad thing. It really isn't. Health is going to look different in every single one of us. And that is absolutely okay. You don't have to look like me or anyone else for you to be healthy, for you to be beautiful, for you to be strong. But you are the only one that could come to that realization. Because no matter how many people tell you you're amazing, you're beautiful, it doesn't matter unless that's what you see when you look in the mirror. And that's where that element of self-love and self-care come into play. And I know this is kind of a very broad (laughs) podcast and me just starting talking about, well, workouts for belly fat. But this is the thing about health and fitness. It is not just you eating a certain way. It is not just you working out. It is taking care of your body and your mind and your self-worth. It is all linked together because I can tell you, I have been a size two. I have been a size zero. And if you knew what I was feeling inside when I was, you know, 30 pounds lighter, I wasn't very confident. I was so insecure. I was so physically exhausted and hungry and unhappy and just self-conscious that there was no joy in that size zero or size two. I thought it would be everything when I got there and, and it wasn't. It really wasn't. And that's where I think it's time, you know, or we need that time to often reassess our goals and be, you know what, what is the cost of me reaching this? And is it actually worth it? Is it sustainable? Is it physically and mentally healthy? You need to check yourself. You need to ask those hard questions. And if the answer is no, then you need to make a change. And I know this is all easier said than done. And where do you start? But you need to start with you You need to start with what am I currently doing? Is this working for me? And asking yourself, do I like working out like this? And if the answer is no, well, then you know what? Let's start there. Time to find a new way to work out that is going to bring you joy. And you can imagine yourself doing in three or six months. And same goes with food. Do you like the way you're currently eating? Is it working for you? And if not, what changes can you make so you can find more balance with what you're eating and what you're doing? This is part of that growth. This is part of the change. This is the hard work it takes. It isn't easy, but it is so worth it. You are worth the time and energy it takes. So don't ever give up and go and follow all those people who tell you that this exercise will burn your bra bulge. Ugh. Just go do yourself a favor and unfollow them. Follow people who are going to be real with you, encourage you to get stronger, to focus on your health, 
to eat the foods you like and to learn more about, you know, nutrition or portion sizes or whatever is going to be actually healthy and helpful for you. Okay. This is not a one size fits all approach to life and fitness. You need to step out of that cookie cutter and find your path. All right, fam. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And send me a message on Instagram at justget.fit. If you want to chat about this podcast, I would love to hear from you. And have an awesome day, guys.